Welcome, this is the Effective Challenge podcast. My name's Damien and this is where I discuss topics that are relevant to both individuals and teams and the content is aimed at things that you can practically do to improve your performance and as a result of that, the results you're able to achieve. I'm really interested in any comments you got around the content or perhaps topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Uh, Please drop me a line, it's Damien at effectivechallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at effectivechallenge.com. Welcome to this latest edition. I'm going to kick off this uh, episode with uh, how I've started the last couple, actually, with just a a thank you to all those people that have dropped me a line uh, and passed on kind comments and some some really constructive feedback. That's uh, that's really encouraging. And, um, yeah, I've been really uh, pleased with with how things have gone so far. Episode eight. yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. So this one, uh, the topic for today uh, was really uh, generated by a conversation I was having uh, with, uh, well, two instances actually over the last fortnight. Uh, one of those instances was with uh, an individual and the second instance was with a team. And the topic is really around the subject of planning and plans and this I've you know observed over the over the years for both myself and in in working with other people is a subject that that people can agonize over uh, it can create quite a lot of uh, interest quite a lot of tension in some people there's very differing views about how much uh, detail a plan should contain how not just how much detail, but you know how far out into the future uh, a plan should uh, go. There's also something in there about some feelings that can sometimes get generated for people, which is you know, a feeling of being or not wanting to feel hemmed in by a plan, not wanting to have a plan that really means that they, you know, they they turn away from all other opportunities that might come their way and and for some that can feel some really uncomfortable um for some other people a plan is 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 really something that they spend an awful lot of time working on refining getting closer to um getting ever more granular about the things and activities that they they need to do and perhaps and perhaps the schedule that they need to put together to make that plan uh, come to life and a reality. I have to say for some people, um, and this time of year, there's there's lots of people revising and studying for exams. Uh, revision plans, some people may remember those from, from many years ago, some people probably a bit more, bit more recent. Uh, revision plans 
are quite often a place where people go and hide to avoid actually doing the revision um you know just kind of working on the structure of what they need to do rather than getting on and doing and and that you know you see that in all sorts of of activities uh, and situations not not just in revision um but that's a that's a, a real common one so i thought today we'd just kind of look at uh, a particular aspect of plans and i'm not talking about the hugely long-term plans and you know you'll have a view of what long-term short-term medium-term means to you but i'm thinking of things around uh, the 90-day mark so for some people that might be your definition of long-term for me 90 days is a is a really nice uh, duration with which to achieve some really tangible things uh, but short enough to avoid over procrastination. So if you're somebody that that can be a bit susceptible to putting things off, um, you know, a 90 day plan can can really help with that. Um, a few sort of more general observations before we get into into 90 day plans. The first one, and this is really common uh, both in teams and with individuals, and I'm not sure I actually came up with this first. I'm, it's 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 something that gets talked about a lot. Often people get quoted as being the first person to say it. Um, by definition, there can only ever be one person. Uh, so so that that feels a bit wrong. That the point here is that uh, typically people will overestimate what they can achieve in the short term, and dramatically underestimate what they can achieve in the medium to to long term and that has all sorts of 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 implications uh for for what people set themselves up for um in both those categories uh you know the short term and the, the medium to long um so in the in the short term territory what can tend to happen is people overcommit they generate lots of activities that they're going to pursue um, and they will quite often do that at a time when uh, they've set aside a bit of space to think about some future activity some future goal some future project they want to pursue and they've got you know almost a, a blank sheet of paper and they start to map this stuff out um, create all sorts of different new things they're going to kind of invest some of their time and energy into and what tends to happen there is uh, the moment they move away from their desk or from their laptop or their ipad or whatever device or mechanism they're using to do their planning they walk back into the other things that existed before they created that so their everyday life their existing projects their existing commitments and of course they've just given themselves a whole load more new things to pick up and do now in some cases that can be okay because what what you then introduce is an opportunity to do some prioritization perhaps getting real good clarity about what you think is really important but very common very common uh uh series of behaviors that that manifest themselves as a result of doing some sort of planning exercise without the wider consideration of everything else you're committed to is that people tend to lose heart Um, they get a bit overwhelmed by what they've said they're going to pick up what they're going to pursue they then uh, 
find themselves in a quite repetitive loop, which is the motivation dips a bit because they're not achieving all the things, the extra things that they said they would do over the next period, next day or so, next week or so, month, you pick the you pick the duration. And as a result of that motivation dipping, they kind of fall further behind. And as they fall further behind, they get to a point where they inevitably either abandon their their pursuit of the goal or project or sit back down and recalibrate themselves and create a new plan only for the, the cycle to repeat itself. If this is sounding familiar to some of you, um, yeah, uh, you're not alone. It's really common. Uh, I'm certainly, you know, I've fallen victim of that myself. And there's some really good reasons for it, isn't there? You know, you're you're kind of enthusiastic. You want to achieve something. You you kind of set yourself a, uh, some some time aside to do that planning. It's only only natural that you're probably going to overcommit a little bit. So I would always encourage that there's a, an extra stage when you come towards the end of that planning session that you open up yourself to, okay, so what am I going to need to do to accommodate this new plan? Uh, And one route into that is to just consider the, and I've probably touched on this in some of the other podcasts, but, you know, touch on the other roles that exist uh, in, in your life. And there's probably, or as a team, the other commitments that you have. Um, so the roles that most people have are around, there's around eight to 12 for, for most people and teams is probably a similar number if you kind of step back and start to do the analysis and just look at, you know, how satisfied you are in each of those areas and, and where perhaps you've got an opportunity to pause some things, maybe stop some things, maybe, maybe renegotiate some existing deadlines to create a bit more space and a bit more capacity because the amount of time you get each week is, is the same it's 168 hours the only opportunity you've got is to decide how you're going to use it so by looking at those other roles or those other demands that you have as a team you can begin to hopefully free up some capacity to pursue your plan and then that might that might provide a few home truths if I can use that expression about how much capacity you have actually got so that might mean that you have to recalibrate some of the, not necessarily the activities, but the time that those activities are going to take to play out and the time that you've got to deliver on those activities. At the end of that, you know, I'd, I'd be hopeful that you have perhaps something that is, I don't really want to use the word realistic, but I would say uh, perhaps a more appropriate word is is, is a more sustainable plan. Um so that's that's kind of calibrating the plan for you and the other things that you've got going on in and around your world. Um, next area around those short term plans, and it, it kind of relates to the first, but it, it really does help you prioritise and it helps see the things you want to achieve in an overall context. And once you've got that overall context, you can begin to uh, develop a bit more clarity about how you want to invest your time and energy. OK, so that was a short point. The next one is really around commitment uh, and with some form of plan, you chances are um, you 
will create a mechanism which will help see you through and help you stay committed to something that you ideally want to achieve. And I'm, I'm making the assumption here that given the other things that are going to be going on in your world and, you know, inevitably some of the things within your plan perhaps take a little bit longer, perhaps a bit more challenging than you first thought. Maybe some of those things go a bit quicker and maybe a bit easier than you first thought. So um, either way, you know, where it's more challenging and things are taking a bit longer, there's a pretty high chance that your motivation might dip. And I'm making a distinction here between motivation and commitment. When you're committed to something, irrespective of how motivated you are to do it, uh, you will see it through. Um, so it's generating that commitment and you, and by having a reasonable plan, one that helps you see the, almost the wood for the trees, you know, see what's coming up next. Maybe it's not, it's, it's really not seeing the whole goal or the whole project all as one thing. It's just saying, can I make it to the next? Am I committed enough to stay the course to the next activity that I want to achieve? Now, in isolation, that 90-day plan, you know, it, it, it's useful, um, but probably not as useful as seeing the 90-day plan in some bigger context. And I, I don't intend to go into that in huge amounts of detail here because that's yeah, a, a topic for another cast. But, but seeing your 90-day plan in some bigger context means that, you know, you've got a 90-day plan that can build on to the next 90-day plan and then the next 90-day plan. And, you know, you've done the maths, you know, over the course of a year, you've got four of those and you're going to be able to achieve some, I would imagine, and hope that you'll be able to achieve something a bit more tangible than than perhaps just the, the over-committed 90-day version. Final area I wanted to touch on uh, as part of this cast was the... The thing of reassurance and when you've taken that step back and you've you've helped yourself uh, break things down into perhaps some more tangible activities that you can really uh, get a hold of and pursue, you'll give yourself a greater sense of knowing when enough is enough. So one of the things that uh, we can often see uh, when people are pursuing something and particularly when they're motivated uh, is they keep going and going and going and they're grinding themselves further and further into the ground. They're getting more and more fatigued and they're pursuing and pursuing because they have not given themselves any parameters with which to say, OK, enough is enough now. And uh, I can you know, perhaps dedicate a bit of time to one of the other areas that are important to me. Now, there is something about being quite focused and having real clarity about what you want to pursue. But, you know, that needs to be balanced with the potential that you end up burning yourself out. And when you burn yourself out, actually, you know, you're not going to be able to pursue anything. And in some cases, people can end up either quite physically or mentally poorly. Um, and, you know, that, that's not clearly that's not good for you. That's that's probably not good for anybody who's around you, particularly the people you're probably going to care most about your 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 loved ones. So so without being an over advocate for planning and being a zealot around plans, um, I think there is there are 
probably more pros than cons. Um, interested if you've got differing views around that. Um, and yeah, if you've got any thoughts, questions more generally about planning or anything that I've covered here today that you'd like to understand a little bit more about, please, as I said at the at the top of the of the cast, uh, drop me a line. It's Damien at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N at EffectiveChallenge.com. Uh, and until next time, I wish you well and uh, keep working on your performance and results. Cheers for now.